Exposure by Wilfred Owen. Our brains ache in the merciless ice east winds that knife us. Wearied, we keep awake because the night is silent. Low, drooping flares confuse our memory of the salient. Worried by silence, sentries whisper, curious, nervous, but nothing happens. Watching, we hear the mad gusts tugging on the wire, like twitching agonies of men among its brambles. Northward, incessantly, the flickering gunnery rumbles, far off like a dull rumour of some other war. What are we doing here? The poignant misery of dawn begins to grow. We only know war lasts, rain soaks and clouds sag stormy. Dawn massing in the east, her melancholy army, attacks once more in ranks on shivering ranks of grey. But nothing happens. Sudden successive flights of bullets streak the silence, less deadly than the air that shudders black with snow, with sidelong flowing flakes that flock, pause and renew. We watch them wandering up and down the wind's nonchalance. But nothing happens. Pale flakes with fingering stealth come feeling for our faces. We cringe in holes, back on forgotten dreams, and stare, snow-dazed, deep into grassier ditches. So we drowse, sun-dozed, littered with blossoms trickling where the blackbird fusses. Is it that we are dying? Slowly our ghosts drag home, glimpsing the sunk fires, glozed with crusted dark red jewels. Crickets jingle there. For hours the innocent mice rejoice. The house is theirs. Shutters and doors all closed. On us the doors are closed. We turn our back on our dying. Since we believe not otherwise can kind fires burn. Now ever sun's smile true on child or field or fruit. For God's invisible spring our love is made afraid. Therefore not loath we lie out here. Therefore we're born for the love of God seems dying. Tonight this frost will fasten on this mud and us. Shriveling many hands and puckering foreheads crisp. The burying party picks and shovels in shaking grasp, pours over half-known faces. All their eyes are ice, but nothing happens. Okay, so I'm going to go through the poem um, line by line, just so that you can jot down some annotations um, and think through some of the some of the ways in which Owen is putting across his ideas of war. So the poem starts, our brains ache. And we see these pronouns, our, we, our, repeated quite a bit. And we have um, this idea of unity amongst the soldiers, that they are collective. So our brains ache, you know, they are in pain. A brain isn't normally something that can, that can ache. Um, in the merciless east, iced east winds that knife us, quite a mouthful there, we've got a real example of sibilance um, 
combined with some harsh consonants here, which creates sort of a cutting, bitter edge um, to, to what he's saying. And here we it, we almost get the, the extra dimension of sound as the sibilance um, seems almost like the wind that is howling around these soldiers' ears. We've got winds that knife us. So the use of personification here, we've got a really violent verb with knife. Um, and it implies that there's an intentional attack on, from the weather. Um, this this personality um, behind the weather is, is established from the start. And it seems that in this poem, the enemy really is the weather, not um, the, the army of other soldiers that they're supposed to be fighting. Um, the last line of the stanza here, um, but nothing happens, is something that's repeated quite a bit. And um, when you have a but, we normally that normally signifies a, a shift in tone. And really this um, building tension of fear is sort of cut through with but nothing happens. And the repetition of this phrase shows um, the futility of war. They don't really know why they're there. Um, and we'll, I'll explain this later on as the poem goes through. The things I would like to comment on in the second stanza um, is that the mad gusts. So um, here we've got more further personification of the wind being referred to as as the enemy here that is um, tugging with, with anger. So this idea of it being mad and having a personality. The second line... Um, it really starts with a really, really quite horrific simile, uh, like twitching agonies of men. Now, the idea of perhaps dead bodies sort of spasming um, limbs um, and agonies is really quite emotive here. And, and all this is really talking about is the way in which the wind is moving the, the trees around them. So it's quite quite powerful for, um, for such an ordinary image. The, the final... Final line there, what are we doing here? Um, this is a rhetorical question. It's directed at the reader and it really does start to um, pinpoint Owen's message. You know, he's questioning the the fruitfulness of war, the point behind it. Um, earlier in the sense it says, like a dull rumour of some other war. So it seems that these soldiers really are not part of the action. So it might... Um, contrast here with some of your other poems for example in bayonet charge where the poem takes place right in the middle of the action the third stanza um, starts with this idea of of dawn bringing about more misery dawn normally sort of signifies new beginnings but um in the case of this war and how um, the soldiers are feeling it is like this never-ending doom um which is referred to with war lasts, rain soaks, cloud sag, stormy. Um, it's just this sort of um, repetitive cycle. Um, dawn is personified here. So um, the idea really that the the dawn is the enemy. So um, her melancholy army attacks. So the personification there, so the verb attack, as if the, the dawn is deliberately doing this to the soldiers. Shivering ranks of grey. Um, so the clouds here seem like the army and perhaps their, their grey is like their uniform. Um, which represents really the, the German army there in their, in their uniform. But, but these soldiers aren't even meeting the German army. Their only action, their only battle is with the weather. 
And the final line of the stanza, but nothing happens. Again, it's simple, it's poignant, and whilst the tension is building um, structurally with um, these attacks, we come back to the fact that nothing is really happening and that they are dying for nothing, um, which is really um, Owen's, one of his main messages about war. Stanza 4 brings with it some more sibilance, um, one of Owen's favourite techniques. So we've got sudden successive flights of bullets streak the silence. Quite a mouthful. And that repetition of that hissing sound, um, again, sort of um, gives the, the audio element of the bullets whizzing past. What's interesting then is the next line, less deadly than the air. So really the, the weather conditions um, and nature in this instance, is more powerful than any army. Um, we've got more personification, the wind's nonchalance. And then finally, we've got our final line, but nothing happens. We've talked about this a lot. And we again, um, it's bringing back to this reality, this monotony that the soldiers are feeling. Pale flakes with lingering stealth come feeling for our faces. So here we have this snow and really quite beautiful imagery. So snow is normally quite positive. But the, the idea of, um, of the snow and the flakes feeling for their faces, it seems um, really quite sinister. We've got the soldiers um, showing that they're trying to retreat. So the cringe in holes, um, and they're in these grassy ditches. Um, but the weather is really winning um, in this, this battle. Littered with blossoms trickling where the blackbird fusses. This natural imagery um, showing again the power of nature. The collective um, personified wintry elements are as much of an enemy on the attack as the Germans. Is it that we are dying? Um, so we look at the, the question that we had in stanza two and we see some sort of answer for this. So is this why we are dying? Um, just losing their lives to the elements. In this stanza, the use of um, ghosts drag home shows here sort of the spirituality element. Um, and, and perhaps this isn't just referring to the dead soldiers, but also those who return home and have survived, but have almost lost their humanity and are broken in some way. Um, we've got sort of some positive imagery, um, words like um, fires, dark red jewels, jingle, um, innocent mice rejoice. And, you know, that sort of juxtaposition between the, the world that's still turning and um, everything that is still going on whilst these soldiers are going through this. Um, shutters and doors all closed. On us, the doors are closed. This idea that there is no help, there is no support, and it's almost like people have turned their backs well, sorry, that's the next line exactly. We turn our back on the dying. And perhaps um, Owen is sort of giving a message here to to those back home who are making the decisions um, that, you know, you need to, you can't give up on these soldiers. You can't keep putting them through this. Um, they, they need help. 
And I think that's really what's coming through here. We really get that sense of hopelessness coming through. You know, the, the mice have more um, power and control and joy than these soldiers. Here we have some posit positive imagery. Um, things that are normally considered um, good and, and hopeful. But actually, these soldiers are, are not going to see the spring. Um, they, they won't last that long. So the, the good things that people normally look forward to here, they are, they are made, made afraid of because they won't last that long. Um, a real lack of faith comes through in this stanza. God's invisible spring. Um, the love of God seems dying. Again, um, questioning um, questioning their faith is, is a huge part of um, soldiers fighting in combat. You know, the idea of purpose, the idea of fate and destiny. And all of that seems removed. Therefore, were born. So were they born just to die in these cold fields um, for no reason whatsoever? They've, they've not accomplished anything. They're just battling the elements at this point. So very, very strong, harrowing message here about the futility of war. Tonight, his frost will fasten on this mud and us. So we've got this idea that God is freezing everything. Um, there is no escape for these soldiers. Shriveling many hands and puckering foreheads crisp. So we can, um, we can really visualise what's going on here. Um, pause over half known faces. So these soldiers are burying um, people that they, that they barely know. All their eyes are ice. So it's a horrific image. Literally the eyes are frozen by the, by the cold, but also um, that they can no longer see the horror of, of the war. And finally, our final line, um, but nothing happens. Again, nothing is being achieved by these soldiers sacrifice. Okay, you should now have um, a much firmer understanding of the ideas in this poem. But if we think back to Owen's message and what he considers about war, it's important that you are aware of um, not just how he feels about war and not just how um, he puts across his ideas, but where you can make some links with other poems in the cluster. Now, um, there are a number of different poems that you can compare exposure to. Um, I've suggested three, but this is not an exclusive list. Um, I've just suggested Bayonet Charge, Charge of the Light Brigade and Storm on the Island. As I said, you can pick really any, um, any of the poems that have ideas about war, which is a number of them, or any of the poems that have ideas about the power of nature, because that's a really strong underlining theme in this poem as well. And it's important for that not to be neglected. In fact, it's, it's not an enemy, it's not a human enemy that is, um, that is part of this conflict that Owen describes. It is um, a natural one, it is the, the en enemy of the elements. So, um, so that's important. What I want you to do though is I just want you to pick one poem, um, it doesn't matter which one, and I just want you to draw a chart of Owen's ideas about war. 
So what does he think? And then I want you to go to another poem and think about that poet and what they think about war. Okay, and they don't have to have the same ideas. So they could both have, um, they could both have a, a similar theme, but they might look at it in completely different ways. For example, bayonet charge um, is very much about the action. It's very much about soldier combat. Um, charge of the Light Brigade is a lot more about a collective group of individuals and about mistakes made in war. And Storm of the on the Island is not fighting an enemy at all. It is just about fighting the elements. So that aspect is is very much on the side of nature. Okay. So now what I want you to do is I want you to try and put these ideas into some form of a paragraph. So one way in which you can structure your ideas um, is to use a pedal paragraph. This is um, where you would make a point, so something about Owen's ideas of war. So perhaps he thinks that it is full of unnecessary suffering. Um, you would include some evidence, so that's a quotation from... Um, from the poem so you could say like twitching agonies and here you could talk about how um, the device the simile um, really helps um, bring to life the the unnecessary pain um, that they are experiencing um, from their surroundings rather than actually from battle so you could analyze then that by talking about how you would expect um, agonies and um, death to be caused by an enemy in war. But here we, in fact, um, are just met with the, the harsh weather conditions. And then finally, you would link that to another poem. So you could say um, you could say how it's different to in Bayonet Charge, uh, where they, they are fighting um, a human enemy. Or they could, you could link it to um, Storm on the Island, where you have, um, again, you have to see the power of nature. So what I want you to do is not using my example. Um, I want you to write your own paragraph. Um, it doesn't have to be in the pedal structure, but your own paragraph where you are discussing Owen's ideas about war and making sure that you touch on another poem in the power and conflict cluster. I'd give yourself um, seven to ten minutes to um, to write this paragraph, making sure that you have commented on a similarity or a difference um, with another poem as well in your analysis.